Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture from the book of Luke. You know, when Jesus went out and appointed the apostles, he didn't supply them with special robes or give them papers to prove their ordination. As he walked from town to town, he called out to men everywhere to preach the gospel. I mean, he didn't send them off to colleges to have them obtain some kind of divinity degree. He didn't choose them because of their exemplary lives. He commanded them to preach, and immediately they went into the field. It was on-the-job training, and they preached what they knew. He didn't choose Jews who had been religiously educated, but picked common men who related to common people. He picked men who humbly recognized that they were sinners, rather than those who were self-righteous. The Lord Jesus was so plain in his appearance that he couldn't even be picked out of the crowd when they came to take him in the Garden of Gethsemane. He didn't wear anything that would cause him to stand out in the group. Judas had to betray him with a kiss in order to identify him to others. If the clothing the original disciples wore was good enough for Jesus Christ, then any modern-day church should follow suit. That's not happening, though. The reason why is because they love to be seen as religious. The Pharisees have returned in full force, except now they call themselves Christian. They really think that wearing these items somehow makes them holy, but it is only an outward form of religion, just like circumcision in the flesh. It has nothing to do with the status of one's heart. Neither does wearing a cross around your neck make you a Christian. Clothing does not make the man, although they certainly appear religious to society, don't they? This is because society is dazzled by appearances, which Jesus warned about. Their robes would be serving a better purpose by being cut up into rags and used in the kitchen sink than being used to promote their own self-righteousness. I mean, look around you at the false form of Christianity that continues to grow each and every day. Just like the religious leaders of Jesus' day, these same types of people have reappeared and are nothing more than wolves in sheep's clothing. They wear all kinds of fancy outfits, clerical robes, religious gowns, special collars, and all kinds of other items that were never worn, nor commanded to be made by the God of glory 2,000 years ago. Nowadays, religious people will wear these items, not only at a religious gathering, but publicly on street corners of cities. It's no wonder why Jude taught that we're supposed to contend for the faith that was once given to the saints. You know, since the days of the original apostles, Christianity has splintered into two groups, true Christianity and false Christianity. It began years ago and continues today with false apostles and false brethren who have corrupted the true faith that is contained in the New Testament of God's Word. They have added things that were never commanded to be done. Even today, people have changed the simplicity of the gospel into something that is based on appearances rather than an obedient, loving heart towards God. Some people love riches and wealth, but others, like the devil himself, like to be admired and worshipped. In Acts 14, when people made the attempt to exalt and worship Paul and Barnabas, he restrained them, saying that they were just like the rest of them, common men. You must remember that people judge by appearance, so if it's a big, beautiful building and has a cross out front, people assume in the flesh that it's something that is of God. And it is such a sham 
because some of these huge church buildings could be sold and could quickly provide for the needs of poor people in an entire city. But, you know, doing that would be like pulling teeth, wouldn't it? Because they're covetous and greedy wolves that can never have enough. Many of them are filthy rich and will quickly justify themselves saying, well, it belongs to the church. If that was the case, then it would be given away to the poor. Otherwise, it's just a deceitful lie. They're no different than people Jesus rebuked 2,000 years ago in the temple who have turned modern Christianity into a money-making scheme. When Jesus preached to thousands of people, they sat on the grass as he fed them. He didn't command the disciples to make a huge building, but many of those who profess to be Christian have erected these huge buildings that glorify men rather than God. They'd be better off taking the money that they have invested in these buildings and give them to the poor. Jesus taught to give alms of such things as you have. Many unbelievers actually are more giving than these greedy wolves. Look how far away modern Christianity has come from the true faith in the last 2,000 years. They've got these massive structures filled with expensive pews and ornate furnishings, rather than meeting in people's homes, as they did at the very beginning. Why waste money on a building when a barn and some hay bales serves the purpose? It's because they turn the church into a place of merchandise and to hide their hypocrisy underneath their beautiful religious robes. Nowadays, they have people preaching in front of the church with a 20-foot-high TV screen showing their image behind them. That is one of the greatest examples of vanity that I could ever think of. It isn't Christianity anymore. It's a fraud. They have simply returned to what Judaism was 2,000 years ago. Instead of loving God, their truest love was to walk around in their robes and to be seen by men. Nowadays, they want to be center stage, but they will receive the greater damnation. Even when the disciples had their first communion, it wasn't in some special building. It was in the upper room of somebody's house. My family has had communion out in the woods, at campgrounds, and people's homes, sitting on the rocks by the river, in a tent, and other places where the surroundings didn't matter. What matters is our devotion to God in our hearts. So you see, they have turned the true meaning of church into a building that is filled with modern things. They have turned it into a place of merchandise no different than an earthly business. Eventually, when their church group breaks up, they all get upset with each other. And then they, f they all fight like a bunch of kids over who gets the building and its possessions. The true covetousness of the wolf is exposed, like a pack fighting over a killed animal. If there was no building to fight over, Maybe they'd get along with each other. They're like a wife who divorces her husband and tries to milk him for everything he has. Like her, they are covetous, greedy, and wicked. Modern Christianity has become a religion of appearances where people have no fear of God, which would cause them to repent of their wickedness and serve him out of love. The modern worldview of Christianity is a religion of appearances rather than the humble conversion of the heart. You know... God doesn't want pomp and circumstance. He doesn't want the outward appearance of fancy robes and huge buildings that glorify a seamstress or an architect. God wants our hearts. He wants our loving obedience as he first loved us. The rest of the religion you can take and throw out the window. You can take the wasted money that you spent on fancy oak pews and burn them in a wood stove. None of this matters to God. John the Baptist didn't need them. Neither did Jesus command them. 
And when he returns, every religious building that has ever been created by man is going to be burned up by God. So what was the point of making them in the first place? That means that all that money you wasted on paving parking lots and installing unneeded carpeting and creating ornate interiors will only be dissolved. The only thing that's going to matter at Judgment Day is if you did the will of God from your heart. The rest isn't worth the time of day because it has turned into a religion of appearance rather than a religion of the heart. They have turned Christianity into something that it wasn't 2,000 years ago. It has become a worldview religion. That's what they call it. Instead of obeying God's call to come out from the world and be separate, they adopt the world and its concepts, trying to make, the, make it fit the church. Without a doubt, because of their own impenitence, they will justify what they do up and down the river. But remember what Jesus taught in Luke 16, our study, verse 14, uh, beginning verse 14. And the Pharisees also, who were covetous, heard all these things, and they derided him. <clears throat> and he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. Perhaps God in his wisdom will allow you to be able to differentiate between the true church and the false church. Maybe God will allow you to recognize today's spiritual wickedness in the high places of religious authority. These covetous false prophets and false apostles have never left. They were, they were here in Paul's time, and they're here today. Wolves that are continuing to tempt to lead people astray from the truth. Will you be strong enough to close your eyes and resist what you see? Will you serve God in faith? not by sight. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups. You can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you could find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, Lord willing. We'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then. Bye-bye, everybody.